Hey Reese, bitch, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys gonna do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Hey guys, and what? Swear to God, I'd have logged out so fast. <laughs> Swear to God. I couldn't even do it. Oh, shit. What is up? The music should still be playing, so this is funny right now. Um, yeah, the Mavs lost to the Boston Celtics, a better team that looked like a better team, despite Herculean efforts from both Luka Doncic and Christian Wood. Um, I, I think we're finally going to start settling into what we really are. Um, I think it's been a lot of fool's gold here in the first few games. And, uh, yeah, I think the book is out on us. And the good teams are going to take advantage of that. Do you have any thoughts? I'm not, I don't care about the introductions. If you don't know who we are, that's, that's on you. Um, if I had to sum this game up, 60 60- percent of our team is like when they got the ball the other team like yo they with us um literally happened multiple times tonight the double team luca did not even react when he passed the ball to some of these dudes do we have to talk about this game and at least briefly we gotta at least put up the facade that we give a fuck um, <clears throat> let's see. Let's look at the box score. That'll kill some time. <laughs> let's see. So Luca played almost forty minutes. I want to say he played the entire second half. Is that what they said? Yes, the, I believe so. End. I believe so. Uh, forty-two points, eight boards, nine assists, seventeen for twenty-eight, three for eight from three, five for nine from the line. Um, he's really got to pick up that. For, nah, Luca did everything. Uh. Everybody else stood around. Yeah, I don't want to see no, no, no. Oh, man, Luca need to do this, do that. For this game specifically, no. There was a play where he made, like, a slight effort on defense and then didn't do anything else, and I started to get mad, and I was like, no, he's literally doing everything right now. Literally. I can't can't be mad at him. I can't call him the – the rest of these dudes are not rotating either, and they're also not playing offense. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to let that slide. I um let's look at it. Tim Hardaway Jr. played 22 minutes. Oh god. One for seven, oh five from three. Two points with board, two assists, and a steal. His he actually had a positive plus minus, but we, we know what that's about. Let me say something. Go ahead. After the game, you know, they go to the studio, ESPN and shit. And this is how I know. Like, obviously, I already know they don't fucking watch the games. But this is how I know. And you know what? I'm going to give Stephen A a pass because Stephen A works like 58-hour days at ESPN. He ain't got time to be watching all these games. But he did come out his mouth to say, I don't know what's going on with Tim Hardaway Jr. I know exactly what's going on with Tim Hardaway Jr. He's being Tim Hardaway Jr. What are we talking about? Been asked his entire life. Now, granted, like I said, I give Stephen A a pass because 
they work him like a millionaire slave. But hashtag Stephen A. Smith is underpaid. But anyway, but anyway, um, yeah, just just hearing that it's like this is who he's been. He had that one really productive season before we got Rick Carlisle the fuck up out of here. Well, before Rick Carlisle got the fuck up out of here. I'm about to say. And after that, and before that, he was cooked. We... He's nice in spurts. Like, when he's hot, it's really good. But when he's not, it's really bad. He's not a shooter. He's not a shooter. He's a guy who can make some shots. He's, he can, he's a guy who can take shots. There's not a single shooter on this team. No, Reggie Bullock is the closest thing we have to a shooter. I would say the closest thing we have to a shooter is making about 16, 18 million right in the pine. But talking about Bertons? Mm hmm. He's been off since forever. That's it. This is my point. I trust Bertons as a shooter more than I trust Reggie Bullock. Also, the the sports books now have Reggie Bullock's points back down to five and a half. I saw that. I almost took it, but I felt like he would make he would get two shots just to spite me. He wasn't on the three point props at all. They just took him off. <laughs> like, uh, I'm looking at the career numbers. Give me one second here for Bertans. Thirty nine, pretty much forty percent from three his career. Yeah, he was thirty six with us last year. He was thirty one with Washington last year. Uh, he's 55 this year coming into this game. Um, but prior to that, 39, his worst season was his second season at 37% uh, from three. Bullock, let's look at it. I'm, ki- I'm killing time, by the way. I can tell. <laughs> yeah, uh, Bullock, he, he did start out rough his first couple of years in the low 30s. Or his first year, I should say. Uh, his second year, he started at 38% with the Clippers. Got to Phoenix, didn't do anything. Detroit, 41%, 38, 44. Uh, the following year, Detroit, 38, LA, 34. Then New York, the first year was 33. New York, the last year was 41. Last year in Dallas was 36. And this year in Dallas is 29. He might just be cooked and just got hot in the playoffs or in the end of last year. I mean, most of his career, he wasn't a relevant player. So I would love to know what the attempts per game were like on some of those. He didn't get past. He didn't get the two attempts per game until 2016-17 in Detroit. Uh, It was 2.4 attempts per game, 38% that year. The next year, he was four and a half attempts per game at 44%. Then he started with Detroit, got up to six attempts per game, or 6.7, was 38%, got traded to the Lakers or went to the Lakers somehow. I don't recall the details. I think it was a trade. Shot five a game there, was at 34%. And again, down the next year with the Knicks, 3.8 attempts per game, 33%. Uh, The last year with the Knicks, he was up to six again with 41%. Last year with us, he was at 5.8 per game, down to 36%. And now this year, he's at 4.7 a game, down to 29%. So a trend downward there um, since coming over from New York. And, you know, the the whole historical, oh, he always starts slow thing. That's cool. And all, we, we've been over this. I'm not going to relitigate that. But 
he was missing layups today. I was, I mean, I, I was personally impressed that he even got towards the basket. Because that's something he doesn't do. I just, uh, I'm tired of looking at our team. And there was a stretch. Like, we have no dimensions to our offense. It's Luca makes something happen. Spencer makes something happen. And now we can give the ball to Wood to make something happen. And other than that, the rest of the dudes are just there pretty much. And, and and it's not that the offense is is designed a certain way to where they're not supposed to do anything. They actually can't do anything. And the other teams are starting to pay attention and realize that they can't do anything. Besides Luca and now Christian Wood, we're very easy to defend. It's like a boxer in an MMA fight. We have one move. We can punch. They can grapple. Other teams grapple. Other teams, you know, get you to the ground. Other teams can 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 put you in a submission hole. All we can do is punch and hope to try to knock you out. We got a mean right hand. Mean right hand. Left hand can hit sometimes. But other than that, once 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 you try to make us do anything else, it's done. Over. I was about to say something, but I forgot what the fuck it was. Okay, I'm sorry if I talk too much. No, 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 no. I just, it really wasn't even, I just, I cannot believe I forgot what it was because I literally just had it. I know that's annoying. Um, Do I need to like give you some buzzwords and maybe see if we can trigger a memory? Uh, Christian Wood, um, mm-hmm. Luca, Iso, Spencer, Iso. Nah, it's uh, earlier than that. It's earlier in the con- in the statement than that. Um, I don't know. It, it, right. I, it'll probably come back to me. I, I was watching the game and I it, it struck me. Um, this is something that stood out for me previously, but like just watching this game, it struck me. You know, the Celtics went to the finals, uh, lost. And then they went out and got Malcolm Brogdon. They didn't need Malcolm Brogdon. But they went out and got him. They also went out and got Danilo Gallinari, who's injured right now. But Went out and got Gallinari. They went and got more weapons. They went to the finals and said, no, more. The Mavs got their asses handed to them in the Western Conference Finals and said, well, Timmy's healthy now. Well, I mean, lost your second best player, replaced him allegedly with a guy who is is a scoring threat who can't get on the court half the time because of politics. Well, I don't think Christian Wood was bought in to be Brunson's replacement. I don't. I don't think that was the mean, the purpose of it. But, but also, one of the things that we were told is that he would fill the offensive void. Also, I'm not giving him a pass because, like, read the fucking room, like. How did everybody but y'all know that Jalen Brunson was leaving? Arrogance. I don't know, man. And even then, 
excuse me, this I'm just, like I said, this yogurt is hitting. Even them. Okay, let's talk about Christian Wood. Before before that, before I lose this part. Okay. You said we went to the Western Conference Finals and just like, first of all, let's backtrack. We were getting bounced in the first round and said, fuck it, we go with what we got. You're right. So, yeah. And that's something that's cool to do when you have a young team. And that they were saying that we have a young team. We do not have a young team. We have uh, a young team as far as how long these dudes. Matter of fact, not even at that point, like Dorian Finney-Smith been in the league longer than Luca. Maxi Kleba almost 30. He got Spencer, here when he was 26, right? Yeah. Spencer Dinwiddie almost 30. JaVale McGee is in his mid-30s. She with that mid-30s talk for a 34-year-old. I don't like that. Man, look. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Dwight Powell, 30. Reggie Bullock, 30. The fuck are they talking about a young team? Like... You stick with it, like I said. You stick with a team like that when they're when they're young. When it, like when Boston made it to the West, the, the Conference Finals a few years ago, sticking with it maybe could make sense. But even Atlanta, like we had a perfect example. Atlanta last year, the year before, I should say, went to the Conference Finals. They came back, brought it, run it back, and less than halfway through the season, the GM was like, "I thought we should run it back, but now I see I was wrong." I maybe should have made some upgrades. Part of me is like, man, I'm going to get these dudes some time. You know, maybe they'll make some moves. Who I'm playing? Like, come on. The fan base is over it. Fan base doesn't expect anything. I can't blame them. Um, Then people are like, oh, what kind of moves could we make? Look, man, even a move on the margins is something. Faku Composito, if you don't think he can contribute, why is he on the team? Get him out of there. Cost you nothing. I know Mark Cuban is broke. Cost you nothing to get Faku Composito out of there. Go get me somebody that you think can actually contribute. There's plenty of vets out there that can actually contribute in some way, shape, or form. If Davis Bertans can get minutes, Carmelo Anthony can get minutes. We need a ball handler. Kemba Walker can handle the ball. Last time I checked. If Theo is a motivational speaker and not a basketball player, he got to go. I need basketball players. I need hoopers. We can't just sit. Luca cannot do this for 82 games. It's cool. It's, it's cool in a, in a playoff window when you get time off when you're playing the same opponent all the time it's cool in a tournament format it's not cool for 82 games that's not fair to him let me get back to christian wood if we can move if that's cool yeah let's 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 get this train rolling so christian wood tonight played 34 minutes i think that's the most he's played this season by far 
26, 12, two assists, was 10 for 14, two for three from three, four for five uh, from the line. He looked like a basketball player, right? He gave another dimension to our offense. Is that not accurate? Wait, what? What? Repeat that. Said he gave another dimension to our offense. Yes. Um, he was also the only other person on the fucking court tonight who was doing anything besides Luka Doncic. But on it, yeah, on a consistent basis. Yeah. Um, and you know what I see on the timeline? Oh God, yeah, hit me with it. <clears throat> he can't play defense. He's not playing defense. I'm so. I'm so tired of y'all. I swear to God, if there's one reason I'm glad my Twitter is suspended and I can't scroll like and see y'all tweets, it's stupid shit like that. And I only see this from this fucking fan base. I don't see it from any other fan base. If a dude's bringing offense, is contributing on offense, and y'all find anything to fucking pick at, and y'all cho- y'all pick and choose who to do it with, because guess what? Y'all ain't do this shit with Jalen Brunson. Y'all was riding Jalen Brunson's dick without a goddamn license, and y'all ain't getting no ticket for it either. Who was Jalen Brunson defending that? Oh, y'all, what y'all gonna do? Uh-uh. Well, he's 6'1". He puts... Shut the fuck up. Christian Wood wasn't bought here to play defense. Guess what? NBA teams know who players are before they trade for them or sign them. What they get is what they get. If a player develops into something else, great. But the Dallas Mavericks did not trade away essentially nothing. Essentially nothing to bring Christian Wood in to play defense. We brought him in to score the ball. Bibbs, does Christian Wood do a pretty damn good job at scoring the ball on his team? One of the most efficient scorers in the NBA right now. I think that's a yes. So if you're sitting on Twitter and complaining that Christian Wood don't play enough defense. Oh, man, he's not a rim protector. Shut the fuck up, please. This is this is one of the problems with his fan base. <clears throat> so they they get these guys, they get these media state media guys, they get these these entrenched reporter types, these these people that have been around forever talking about this team. They get attached to these dudes that have been on the team forever. Uh, they get attached. They 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 drink the Kool Aid that the the front office and the coaching staff are, are giving them. And Whatever if the whatever the team is doing, whatever Jason Kidd is doing is right, no matter what. So no matter how many cardio games Reggie Bullock puts up, if Jason Kidd is still starting them, there has to be a reason. So let me come up with the reason why Reggie Bullock should be on the court. It's his defense. Now, statistically, the defense ain't no first of all, I test Josh Green is defending better than Reggie Bullock. Statistically. Josh Green is defending better than Reggie Bullock. So then the next thing is, well, Reggie Bullock is guarding the team's best players because he's starting. Okay, switch it out. Let me get a sample size of Josh guarding that best player. And then you can tell me that he's not a better defender if it's not working. But if we continue to do the same thing, he continues to get beat off the bounce by Contelvius Cowell Pope. We'll never know. So then, again, Christian Wood, same thing. 
He's not one of the state media guys. Jason Kidd must not be starting him for a reason. Uh, I'm seeing all these conspiracy theories and stuff about not wanting him to get exposed so they can trade him. It's not even that deep. So Jason Kidd doesn't play Christian Wood. His reasoning must be because he he his defense is not up to par. What is Dwight Powell's defense, man? What is he doing in the? I've I've posted. I was like Dwight Powell defense in the post. You seen the, the clip, the GIF of the, the security guard with the hands like not even checking. Mm-hmm. Like I posted that. People, oh, what is Christian Wood doing? Christian Wood is scoring the basketball. Dwight Powell had one point. You can't both be bad at defense and bad at offense and expect me to sit here and defend you continuing to play a, a ridiculous amount of minutes while somebody who's actually contributing on any side of the ball can't get on the court because they're not a, a world beater at the other thing. Additionally. It's I'm like not- a dude who ugly and he not funny. Like, bro, pick a struggle. Like. You both, you got to at least have one. Right. Like, I'm y'all are defending. People will defend these dudes who are giving us absolutely nothing because the person that you want to see more of has a flaw that exists. Uh, Josh Green was committing too many fouls tonight. Got to work on that. Okay, I would like to see him work on that. But his defense was better. We, we came back because of his defense on the perimeter. We actually could stop somebody on the perimeter for once. We weren't doing that with him off on the bench. So if he had to commit some fouls, if that's the trade-off, if the trade-off is fouls for defense, I'll take that all day. If the trade-off for uh, Christian Wood to Dwight Powell is maybe they get a layup more, they were getting layups either way. But Christian Wood also gave me 26 points on the other side. That's a trade-off I'm willing to see personally. But y'all got to gargle uh, Mark Cuban so much that you got to make excuses for why our second best score is not on the court. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Second dumbest behind the Reggie Bullock. He'll get better. So we must play him 30 minutes now type type stuff. Like first, we got to play Reggie Bullock while he's shooting 20 percent from the field so that he can shoot better in three months. Dumb. We can't play Christian Wood because he doesn't play perfect defense despite the fact that he's our second best scorer, while the person that we can play also doesn't play perfect defense and can't score. But he's been here for 10 years, so we must we must play him. What y'all doing, man? And then I'm the I'm the bad guy, though. I'm the guy on Twitter that y'all talk about and y'all uh, go in your little circles and all that good stuff and slurp up to these other dudes and talk about how I'm so negative and this is why we can't get free agents. If the dudes are trash, they trash. I don't care. If they not hooping, they not hooping, and they know that. When CJ McCollum went on his pod and said, you know, the worst thing somebody could say about me right now is I can't shoot. But it's true. And he said, it's true. I, I know it's true. I can't do anything about that. But what I can do is I can know that I'm contributing in other ways. My assists are up, my rebounds are up, and I work on my shot. He knows what his that he's not hooping right now. He's not shooting like he's like his standards have said he should. So if I say this, the truth, I'm not lying. The boys are not doing anything. I'm not lying. I'm stating the obvious. They, they don't need me to coddle them. They're grown ass men. And if they do, then that's a that's a them problem. That's not a me problem. So if y'all want to be talked down to by people that are going to coddle these grown ass men that aren't doing their jobs, 
then don't listen to a Mavs outside of podcast. Don't follow me. I probably have you muted already because I don't have the energy to be going back and forth with dumbasses. Oh, let me stop. I'm stopping. Let me stop. We've been on here too long, man. We have. Um, what you doing for Thanksgiving? Um, recording the Mind of Reese podcast in the morning. That's for one. Interesting. Um, going to bet on some football since uh, the betting apps are legal in Maryland starting today. Mm. Um, lost my very first parlay I put in because PJ Washington decided he wanted to get six rebounds today. Bet the under? I bet the under at four and a half. That's tough. It is tough. Um, spending time with some family, you know, uh, going to probably two different houses, going to my aunt's house, um, going to my best friend's dad's house, my best friend who just got married. Okay. His dad, um, my girlfriend might be with me. I'm not sure if she is. I'm probably going to try to stop for us to see um, The Last Onion. Okay. Uh, I think it's going to be in theaters for like a day or a few days or something like that. I don't know. Um, yeah, just nothing big. How about you? Uh, leaving in the morning to go to Virginia and have a Thanksgiving dinner with the, the, the father his wife uh it's been a minute since i've had cooking that wasn't my mom's family's so i'm a slightly concerned um because <laughs> I, I, I i'm not an experimental food person right right uh speaking of experimental food no it's good um yeah i'll be back on friday though back down in south carolina on friday and I have to see Glass Onion, and hopefully I can see Bones and All, or and uh, what's the third one that we said? Devotion. I got to see all three of those movies, so I got to figure out how to make that happen. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. Uh, at least Glass Onion, like it's Glass on Netflix. Onion. You can, yeah, it's on Netflix. You could always watch that. It's on Netflix. Yeah, it's that's why it's only in theaters for but so long. It's a Netflix movie. I don't want to do that though. I want to see it. I don't want to do that either, but that's like a last resort thing. Like if it comes down to it and I can't watch Glass Onion in theaters, I still have Netflix. Right. Okay. Um, but yeah, speaking of experimental foods, you said you saw the menu this week, right? Yeah, I saw that shit last night. Oh, yeah. Overall thoughts, feelings. Dallas Maverick fans, the NBA season is heating up and there's still so many unknown possibilities. I mean, we're really only in the first quarter of the season still. Luka is racing up the MVP ladder at the top right now, but I guess it's depending on who you ask. But anything can happen. You can go on DraftKings Sportsbook and make predictions on MVP awards. Maybe you think Luka Doncic is going to be MVP. Maybe you think Jason Tatum will be MVP. Sixth man of the year. It's Christian Wood making a case. Maybe it's Benedict Matherin, the young rookie. First rookie to win sixth man of the year says Ben Gordon, possibly. Anything can happen. Most improved player. The way the NBA is shaping up this year. It's a lot of options. 
When I'm looking to get into action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line for any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, total points, maybe the over-under on total team points, and much more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. Now, be smart about it. Don't You got to add legs, but be smart about your bets. Don't go into this doing an eight-leg parlay with Kevin Durant to score 15 points, Luka Doncic to score 10 points, Luka Doncic to get five assists. You're not going to win much money like that. You got to bet big. Go big or go home. Me, I go home a lot. I tend to do these eight-leg parlays, and, 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 and they fail terribly. Uh, y'all heard my rant about Alpron Shingun, um just a few days ago, which I'm still hurt about because I would still have that $249. But, hey, you live to bet another day. Bars. Just download the app now. Sign up with code TBPN. Place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I have not listened to any reviews on this film since I've seen it. Okay. That shit was mid. Shit was kind of disappointing. Did you go in with expectations? No. You did see the trailer though, right? Yeah. I think I saw the trailer the first time it dropped. Mm-hmm. I could. I, the only thing I remember was that, was that Anya Taylor-Joy was in it and food was involved. I did yeah. not remember anything else. I just know it was about food. A bunch of people was there. The chef something goes wrong i don't know i just know the movie i saw i was just like like towards the climax towards the end i was dozing off like yo i gotta get the fuck out of here like because i was tired but usually when i go to the movies and i'm tired i'm up and i was up throughout the movie but once it got like towards the end i'm like all right come on just end i know you're about to end like just get me the fuck out of here so I had a conversation with one of my friends who's a English teacher. So they get into all the literary stuff and whatnot. She also says she was falling off, so like falling asleep early on. A couple times she said she fell asleep. Um, it was funny because you haven't listened to the Double Toasted review yet. But I haven't. And I was waiting until we talked about it to listen to it. So on their review, they uh, talked about if you start falling asleep during this movie, them claps will wake you up. Man, look, I'm glad I didn't fall asleep. And I was about to get to the claps. 
because it's like, bro, I felt like watching this movie was like me being in Groundhog Day. Like, it's the same shit over and fucking over again. A dish comes out. There's conflict. Anya Taylor-Joy doesn't want to eat the fucking food. She's being a snob-ass bitch about it. Nicholas Holt is dick-riding the fuck out of this chef to the point I think he wants to get on his knees and suck his dick, okay? other the, the, the critic dudes are being total fucking tools about the shit. The husband and wife are arguing. The, the Asian lady who looks like Lucy Liu is walking around eyeing everybody, and she finds an issue every time. And then... uh. Ralph Fiennes comes out and like, yo, every single time it's the same goddamn thing. And what annoyed me more, first of all, the two of the top three stars of this movie, Nicholas Holden, Anya Taylor-Joy, I didn't like either of their fucking characters. They were not likable whatsoever. So did you, you saw Bodies, 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 right? Yes. I, that was one of the first movies that came to my mind when I saw this for that exact reason that I didn't care for any character in this movie. Um, and it had the same effect on me that Bodies, Bodies, Bodies did, did. But in Bodies, 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 I know it was intentional. Exactly. This movie, I don't know if it was. And I need to find like an interview or something with the creators. Although the writers are from The Onion. Oh, my God. So it probably wasn't. And actually, when you go to IMDb, you know, they give the genres. Yeah. Comedy is listed first. So if what? comedy was the intent, I laughed. I laughed at some parts, but not enough for this to be a fucking comedy. Right. I laughed at stuff I probably shouldn't have laughed at. I laughed at stuff they clearly wanted me to laugh at. But I also laughed at stuff I shouldn't have laughed at. And so, again, like you said, None of the characters. None, it's not even that they weren't likable. I didn't care at all about any of those characters. I, j- I did not care what happened to them. None at all. I did not like when Nicholas Holt started treating Anya Taylor Joy. Like, I don't even remember Margot. Okay. That was when her Nick- fake name. For fake name, yeah. When he started talking to her like shit, I'm like, I don't care. Like to be honest, he's been to be honest, he's been a dick, but I'd probably say the same thing to her. Like, bitch, I paid twelve hundred dollars for you to be at this table. You gonna fucking eat. (laughs) Like you sitting here being a child about it. We trying to have a good time and enjoy the experience, and and you embarrassing me in front of company. (laughs) Like now, granted, so, yeah, he he was a he was a bitch. <laughs> he, he he was a bitch. I, he, I'm trying not to spoil stuff. I'm trying not to spoil stuff, but just like the lady said, "Hey, no taking pictures." Oh man, click like. I'm gonna say like, could you at least make that joke silent? Like, what are you doing? Like, you didn't even try to hide it. Like, what's yeah. wrong with you? And that's what it. it so it was funny because. I don't know if they accomplished what they were trying to accomplish for me, but I I'm glad I watched it because I had a good time laughing at it. Um, and like the themes and stuff that they were trying to get across didn't work for me. Like I just looked at 
uh, Ralph finds as a psycho killer who made up some reasons to kill people and did it. And whether or not Literally. they made sense didn't matter. Because I'm going to be 100% honest. None of those reasons were justified. None. Bro said he, <laughs> all right, this is this is a small spoil. I don't think it's a big deal. He was killing old buddy because he didn't like his movie. Like, said it was my day off. I watched your movie. The movie was trash. You got to die. I was like, should I kill uh should I kill somebody in this movie? Cuz that's like I movie. just I I can't say what I want to say cuz it's a spoiler. I'll cut it out. Okay. It sounds like dude just wanted to commit suicide and needed some motherfckers to take with him. Like, <laughs> this was a mass shooting movie. Yeah. This is what it was. Like a dude drowned, you don't have to cut this part out. A dude was drowned in this movie. We and see for face. the life of me, while watching the scene happen, I could not tell you who the fuck that was. I forgot what it his purpose until you just was. It up. Huh? I forgot that happened until you just brought it up. See? Like, I don't know who dude was. I can tell you who he was. What his purpose was. I can tell you that too. Why? It happened. Like, give you those answers. Please give me those answers. He was the boss of the three douches. He was the investor that paid for the restaurant, like allowed him to be able to buy that island and all that. And so, like, when the dudes are like, you know, we are, you know, who we work for, that's that's the dude that got drowned. He want to be oppressed so bad. He said work with. Yeah. And then the dude was like, you mean four? Yeah. Um, no, the lady was like four. Yeah. So he was the quote unquote angel investor is what he said. And that's why he put the wings on him and all that good stuff. But, um, but with, like, they don't even show his face or not. Like, we don't get to know anything else about him besides that's who this is that we're killing in the background. Like, so here's my thing. If you were going to do what you did at the end of the movie anyway, why did you have to kill that dude? Why did he have to kill him? Why did you have to free yourself? He was part of the problem that the guy in his head saw of like he enabled him to like, again, shit didn't make a ton of sense. But in his mind, you know, this dude is part of the process and the problem like he gave me a bunch of money to do this exclusive island restaurant thing and blah, 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 blah. Um, so he was part of the problem too. He had to go too. I don't think the freeing himself thing was legitimate. I just think he wanted to kill him too. And he couldn't have him at the restaurant, I guess, for some reason. All in all, this movie's fucking stupid. Move made no sense. Um, she she says she liked or she caught and enjoyed some of the things, but she didn't enjoy the movie, which I didn't understand how she did that. But I, I guess she said she felt like they didn't they presented them. Who? My friend that I told you the English teacher. Oh, okay. So she they presented the themes and <laughs> motifs and all that good stuff. And she said she felt like this would be better as a book. Um, I said at play. Well, I don't read. So a book or, a, or like a short story she said or like a play or something you could because like you could between the claps like would be like a little section and then like the, maybe the, the curtains come up and people discuss amongst themselves what just happened and then it comes back and like you watch the next scene type of thing like 
Maybe, you know but, what? but it you didn't feel what? like there was a plan. This would have been better as a short, like six episode Netflix series. That too. She she brought up like maybe as a, like a series or something. Each episode, characters getting there different because we need to care. We don't care about any of these motherfuckers. Most of them, I didn't even know their goddamn names. Like, I I just I don't even want to talk about this fucking movie. It's fucking disappointing. I should have went to see some something else, man. Yeah, and that that was the other thing. So. I've did some screenwriting in the past. I turned some stuff in. And one of the things I turned in was a serial killer a, with a, a prolific serial killer who do I want to tell the whole shit? Not really, but basically it's a similar concept of a serial killer gathering a bunch of people and tr- killing them. Eventually uh, I pitched it as a series and I sent the pilot in for someone to like some actual script people to read it. And the first note he had was because I killed somebody in the first episode. He was like, I didn't care about that character. You got to make me care before you kill people. And this movie, this is an entire movie where they never made you care about these people. They did not even try to make you care about these people. And they succeeded in me not caring. So again, I need to read some, I need to read or see some interviews with the writers and director to figure out what their goal was. Cause if they were trying to land any messages, if they were trying to create a certain feeling, I can tell you they didn't do it unless that feeling was just to laugh at people and laugh at things you shouldn't be laughing at. Like when dude was on the ground crying. <laughs> with the finger? Yeah, I laughed my ass off. <laughs> and again, like that, his story was weird, but we didn't really get into it enough. Sound like he had some crazy stuff going on. We didn't really get into it enough. Dude, freaky, that's all I know. Beyond freaky, like ter- you know what? Disturbingly freaky, but we're not gonna go down that line. But yeah, it's not a movie I'm recommending to anybody. I told her to go see it just because I was curious what the conversation would be like, and the conversation was cool. Uh, but overall, this is not a movie I'm recommending to anybody at all. Anya Taylor Joy, I feel like she probably just read her character stuff when she decided to do this movie. Because if you break it down to just her and the chef, you might be working with something. But the rest of it, nah. The rest of it felt like fluff. Like if, if it was a short story about this chef and maybe Anya and her boyfriend and then somebody decided to make it into a movie so they had to add all this other crap, <clears throat> that that would not surprise me. Just another movie that tried to be deep and failed. Kind of like that's you know, did you you never saw Whiplash, right? No. But think, uh JK Simmons and Miles Teller. Yeah. I think that movie was <clears throat> It was a short story about like maybe like five minute scene or like a quick clip from the that ends up being part of the movie. And then they've made it into a movie. But instead of making this gigantic world and all this extra stuff, they pretty much just kept it about those two. Like there's other characters in it, but you really only focus on them too. And that's the way you do something like that. Because once you start expanding and adding all these extra characters and personalities, but you never actually do anything with them, now you're just confusing the audience. And you're t- getting away from the whole point of your story. 
anyway. And we're about 40 minutes. Yeah, too fucking long. I'm gonna decide if I'm gonna edit that that the the the, the random rant I went on there. Nah, fuck that. We sat up here for 40 goddamn minutes. Keep all that shit in. <laughs> I do, I'll cut out the spoiler. Well, I yeah. Cut out the spoiler. Huh? Which spoiler? What was the spoiler? Um. The fuck did I say? The dude, the one guy that got killed. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll listen to it and decide whether or not I care about that. Nah, because it doesn't, I, it doesn't add or take anything away from the it, story. It literally does not. Like I said, I completely forgot. Like I had a whole conver- 30 minute conversation about this movie. That never came up once. Keep it. I'll leave it in. Fuck it. Um. Yeah, it's been another. That's episode. what I told her. Congratulations! <laughs> is there a baby on the way. Is that what, what I'm hearing? Like, close this shit out, man. Oh <laughs> uh, no, I'm not taking that one. Uh, we'll catch y'all on Saturday. We'll play the Raptors. I think they still got some injuries. That doesn't mean anything. Our team is what our team is. We're going to play the same way, no matter who we face. And unless Reggie Bullock, Dorian Finney-Smith decide to make shots, it's going to be a close game at the end. If they're healthy, we might get blown out. We'll see. Catch y'all next time. Peace. Peace.